0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Fun fact, this is the second time I'm recording with this guest, because the first time there was a massive problem with my audio. This is going to be an even better episode than the unreleased version. No pressure, but over to you.
1: Well, very good morning. I'm Bard. I'm originally from Belgium. I identify as a mixed Belgian-Moroccan. Lived in Belgium the majority of my life, till about 10 years, when that small scale up out of Silicon Valley, Facebook knocked on my door. And that really started a journey around the world. I'm currently based out of Miami. Loved working with partners, advertisers, business all around the world. And that's really what I do every single day. When I'm not at work, I'm the proud father of a little baby boy called Bruno, who celebrated his six months just recently. And I love a good glass of wine.
0: I'm so, so excited to have this. And thank you for that intro. The buzz wheel is 520 questions where the letter between A and Z determines the question format and the number between 1 and 20, the question topic. But your letter and number combo, please.
1: Let's start with the British intelligence, M6, MI6, I think, right? It
0: is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The M6 is a motorway in the UK. I didn't want to (laughs) kill your vibe. The topic is tech under number six. And the question here is, should every teenager slash adolescent be given a mobile phone to socialize them? You're a parent, baby Bruno will be adolescent one day. Is it something that you will do?
1: I do think it's important as a parent to really educate your children around technology. Now... It should not be given, right? Like, I think it's important to, again, drive that education. And that starts very young. When it really comes to owning a mobile phone, I think there is also a beauty of aspiration. And so maybe on a special occasion, or maybe something they work for themselves could be a really nice milestone as well.
0: I love that sort of lateral, pragmatic approach to it. But I guess How would you police the usage of the phone? Would you be one of those parents that would install parental locks and check on what the web history is? Do you think it's for the child to kind of use their own judgment? What are your thoughts in that space?
1: I don't think it's per se the phone who is to blame here, right? It's others Mm. who use technology to damage the mental health of a little kid and that's Mm. dramatic. And I think it's exactly for reason as such that it's so important we teach our children how to go with technology. So yes, I think parental locks, particularly at a young age, are extremely smart. There is a lot of content out there that don't belong to the eyes of a six-year-old or a five-year-old or whatever. But I also think you cannot guard them away from reality, right? Like you have to tell them that it's a very crazy, dangerous world out life. there. And yeah, yeah and how, yeah. how do you learn how to navigate that? I think it's about creating a mm-hmm. safe zone at home where kids, when they feel like they're in a situation that is hard to understand, that they can come to you and speak to, it's It's talking Mm -hmm. about mental health as you do about physical health. I think it's a whole package that is important. And at a young age, it's probably extremely driven by parents to create that situation. But as they grow older and they also start to rebel a little bit, I think an environment where a school and social communities play a role there is important too. So as a parent, obviously your responsibility and probably the first one. But I think as society, we also have to think about what's the environment and how do we educate our future generations.
0: I agree. The tech itself isn't the issue. It's the use of the tech. I feel like we've gone off on quite a deep tangent there, which I love this podcast for. But another letter and number combo, please.
1: I was born in August. So let's go for the number eight and B for Bart. So B8.
0: Okie dokes. Well, eight is the topic of education. Under B, the question here is, can the metaverse be a useful subject as part of the national curriculum, in your opinion?
1: I think the metaverse is a combination of different technologies, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. AI, whether it's augmented virtual mixed reality, quantum computing, all of the things you hear about these days, making that part of what we teach our children, I think is important. Yeah,
0: It's really interesting because one of the things that we spoke about was the history of tech. I think Mm -hmm. I mentioned, you know, would it be something that maybe extreme reality, augmented reality, whatever is a little bit too far-fetched as the national curriculum? But we talked about history generally, and maybe something that is sort of introductory for people in schools is just to understand things like how dial up started, you know, where the internet came from as standard. Is this something that we need to make sure that the world have a better awareness of?
1: There is a few things to unpack here, right? Like, Mm. obviously, a national curriculum won't solve the issues our parents and grandparents are going through, right? So I think it's really about the future generations. I even think... Education probably needs to rethink itself, right? Like when you write a paper for your master's or your doctorate, you're currently spending a lot of time researching and writing about that. Is that really the foundation of future education? I don't know. Yes, research, obviously, but learning how to integrate tools like AI, generative AI are important. And we as humans will probably bring the uniqueness of the creative thinking, connecting the dots and making some of the conclusions, like continuing to do what we've been doing for years probably doesn't make sense. To your other point about how do we make sure that internet or technology is inclusive to all, I think that's incredibly important. It's also socioeconomic, right? still today in the UK and in Belgium, where I'm from, children who grew up without the ability to having a computer at home, who don't have Absolutely. the smartphones yeah. that you and I take for granted. So mm-hmm.
0: I don't know why we still have this huge rich-poor divide, as it were, between who can have access and who can't, because tech gets dumped every year when it gets quote-unquote old. But I love your point saying that, you know, education and the educational system needs to reinvent itself because things don't stay the same. But I'll leave that thought there with the listener. But another letter and number combo, please.
1: I'm looking at a picture of New York here. So let's go for the Y and the number seven.
0: Seven is the topic of aspirations. The question here is, if you could have any job in the world apart from your own, what would that job be?
1: I've done a lot of reflections. I have to start saying like, I'm very European and maybe French to that level, like Emily in Paris kind of style, right? I <laughs> work to live. I don't live to work. When I was younger... I had my radio show on a Belgian radio station for a few years, and I really loved my time as a radio DJ. I wasn't good enough to make millions, so that's probably why I went into a corporate career. But being a full-time radio DJ, I'd love that.
0: So hang on a minute. Was this music, talk, sport?
1: It was Radio FG. It's a big, big, big radio station in Paris and oh. the rest of France, and they entered into Belgium. I hosted Happy Hour with Bart. It was every day from four till seven. We had music, interviews with all of the famous DJs from around the world. We would probably be talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer right
0: Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Topical stuff like pop culture. Yeah. How did you fall into this? Was it a hobby?
1: Oh, uh, it's like so often in life when things come together, right? Like my first encounters with the radio happened in my teenage years. Like I had this radio station in the town where I grew up and I called in and then some point in time I was like this weekly guest and I would bring in funky stuff and then I started doing some volunteering and like through that, you get to know people. And I think when One that radio station to came to other. Belgium, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they
1: picked me up. A DJ friend of mine who had a show at night on that station, he brought me in as an MC. The director of the station said, ah, your voice is good. We're looking for somebody to do the prime time. Then, yeah. He's
0: yeah. just like, "Yeah, I was, you know, I was on a popular radio station across the world for three years. It's nothing. Would you ever see yourself returning to that space?
1: I think if I could, yes, I'd Mm. love it. There is nothing more energizing than seeing the red light going on in the studio. It's a good vibe. I love the music uh, Mm. that comes with it. At the same time, I'm also now the father of Bruno. um, We built a life. I'm not sure if I can build a career out of it that would provide for me and my family.
0: To remind the listeners, what was the name of the radio station? I'll put it in the footnotes. Radio FG. Radio FG. I will link that and we're going to do some online stalking following this. Bruno, this has been fantastic. I feel like we may have even beaten the first chat that we have. I do appreciate you joining again and thank you for sharing so openly. As you know, and as listeners, you know, the final segment of Textroverts for each guest is called Sage Advice. And this is the area of the podcast where I ask the guests to cast their minds on the pieces of advice that help drive them to be as successful as they are today in their chosen career. And so, Bart, I would love your sage advice for somebody listening who wants to do what you do.
1: Be incredibly proud of your own journey. Things don't always go for you as they go for everyone else. Be proud of what you've done, the achievements you had, but also the learnings you got by making mistakes. In line with that, embrace a growth mindset. We're in a world where change is everywhere. Things are changing at such a high pace having that natural sense of curiosity will allow you to explore things that are maybe outside of your immediate scope or experience, but I think will make you a more complete human being. And I think celebrating your achievements while keeping your growth mindset always activated, Mm -hmm. I think, has created a pretty okay career for me so far.
0: He makes it sound so easy, doesn't he, listeners? This has been a great chat. I can't wait to release it. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Pleasure. I hope your microphone did what it had to do today. And if not, <laughs> we,
0: we make it third chat. Third time's a charm. Thank you so much. And we'll leave it there. Take care, Bart. Bye now.